I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this, this is That Other F Word. So I know I say this pretty much every time, but we have a guest today and it's one of my very favorite people. Mine too. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, it's a family member and Katrina says that she likes this family better, member better than she likes me. Yeah, she, she's my favorite of the family members. Um, you know, uh, about to, I'm about to cuss, so warning, but <laughs> it's the only person in my life who's ever told me to fuck off and meant it. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah it's really special. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I love her best. It's my cousin Cheyenne. And she's here because we're talking about teachers. And Cheyenne just finished her first year of teaching uh, amid COVID and chaos and all kinds of awful things. And maybe good things. I don't know. We'll see. Um, (laughs) But I figured first, before we even get into the guest questions, maybe we could all go around and say who our favorite teacher was and why. Mine was Miss Carpenter, my kindergarten teacher. Why? She was a really caring and lovely person. And she used to make me um, awkwardly model my grandma's clothes. That My grandma used to make all my clothes. <laughs> and I, I used to, which I did take a lot of pride in. I wasn't that kid who was embarrassed by it. I really loved it because I loved my grandma. And then she would like, look at the skirt that Katrina's grandma made. Katrina, come and show every, you know. And so it was kind of a cool thing. But not just that. She just was a really awesome teacher and I mean she's a kindergarten teacher so I think they probably all are kind of awesome right anyway that's mine Mitchell you want to go no but I will because of peer pressure (laughs) Uh, Mr. Roland my US uh, government teacher because he made me do a paper on the lyrics to Billy Joel we didn't start the fire which are in uh, every lyric to that song is a historical event and it's in chronological order. That's really cool. Yeah. That's why I said that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cheyenne. My second grade teacher, Miss Darty, which rhymes with party. Um, she was like a second mom. She was very nurturing and loving and did all the fun things. So, of course, she's my favorite teacher. Cool. Um, so, I think mine was my high school... He t- I took like every class he offered, but he I think he taught honors world history, film studies, and African American history for me. Uh, but Mr. McWhorter, he was just like he was like the head of the social studies department, and I was all about some social studies. But he just like I don't know, he was just so freaking cool. He had been a defense attorney and decided he didn't want to be representing scumbags anymore, so he went back to become a teacher and developed the civics curriculum for Knox County and. I mean, he was just fun and inspiring and willing to be out of his comfort zone for students and also um, moderated our Teenage Political Enthusiast Club that met after school. This, this all tracks really yeah, well. it does. <laughs> of course, I stopped liking teachers after kindergarten, <laughs> which is no surprise to anybody. Which also tracks. Yeah. All right. It's also worth noting that not everybody that needs a defense attorney is a scumbag. I just want to put that out there to anybody who is facing a misdemeanor charge for marijuana or or something. Or even a a fake charge or anything. You're right, 100%. As the person in the legal community here. Bunch of scumbags (laughs) trying to get a fair trial. How dare they? That's un-American. Okay. Thanks, Mitch. Aren't you glad (laughs) I'm here? For that clarification. Well, you know what? For once, he's not attacking me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm happy. <laughs> but I do, 
Okay, anyway. Um, we don't need to talk about defense attorneys today. So what I did not send you, Cheyenne, um, are our guest questions. Do you remember any of the guest questions from any episodes you've listened to? Excellent. So, Cheyenne, you do have to hold the microphone to your mouth for it to work. <laughs> Got it. Oh, the irony of Rin telling you that. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> so are they. <laughs> All right. Cheyenne, are you a feminist? I think so. You think so? I think so. Okay. Um, what do you think about feminism? Like, what does it bring up for you? Feminism brings up for me... I don't know. I just think that is, I mean, in education or just in general? Uh, just in general. Equality. All right. Simple enough. Do you want to ask her the other two? Okay. No, you keep it. Who do you think of when you think of feminism? I'm drawing blanks. <laughs> You're literally sitting in a room with people who have a podcast. About I mean, them. I would say Rendu. <laughs> That's not really my Does legal that name. Count? Uh, it's not your name, but it is your name. It's yeah, that she's, counts. She's known you longer that way. Yeah, that's true. All of us. Have. A lot longer. Yeah. yeah. See, I think of you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I asked this one because she's too nice about it. What's the last thing you Googled? I really can't tell you. Let's see. We were doing weird Kama Sutra poses a moment ago, so I kind of hope it was that. The last thing I Googled was, why do people sniff turpentine? <laughs> Can you further explain? No. <laughs> God, I have so many questions. Okay, so rolling right along, um, off mic, I'll ask her, and I will not tell any of you because she's my friend, and I will be sworn to confidence. All right. Um, well, before we get into conversation, I did want to read off some facts. Um, not about you or your personal history, but teaching. Because <laughs> you're looking at me scared. <laughs> so, um, so teaching was actually considered a male profession until the mid-19th century when the country's public school system was born. And of course, all of the resources for this are in the uh, notes for the episode. Um, but it became predominantly a female profession by the 1880s. Uh, Currently, women make up 76, 76% of all teachers at public and private schools and an even larger share at the elementary school level, which is where Cheyenne teaches. Women comprise 89% of teachers in public elementary schools, 72% uh, of teachers in public middle schools, and 60% of teachers in public high schools. Public elementary school teachers have an average total school year income of $58,700. Non-Hispanic white Americans make up about 60% of the population, but, pre but represent 79% of the teaching staff at public schools and 85% of teachers at private schools. The percentage of females in public education is going up, not down. You might think that as our society becomes like a little bit more liberal, like it might be a little more um, diverse, but not so much. Um, and despite that fact, half of all principals are men and 75% of superintendents are men, which makes mm, not a lot of sense, I wouldn't think. The least sense. Yes. <laughs> um, even when controlling for experience and education, female teachers and administrators are likely to make anywhere from hundreds to thousands less than men in their annual salaries. Are we really surprised? No, we're not surprised. Okay. So I'm going to ask the first question and I'm going to ask it 
in two different ways. I'm ready. Okay. So first, <laughs> what inspired you to become a teacher? And also, before you answer, why why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> That's a fair question. So um, what inspired me to become a teacher was probably the bad teachers I had, especially in middle school. Um, I'm really good at math, but I didn't know that until I was in college because I had shitty middle school math teachers. And... Um, I think that really sucks because I could have done so much better if I had teachers that cared, teachers that were willing to teach you in different ways. Um, so once I had some professors in college that made me love math again, um, it made me want to do the same thing for students. What, so, what grade do you teach, Cheyenne? First. Um, and why would I do this to myself? You know, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> I'm a masochist. That's why. <laughs> well, I do. Like, so we do have education in our family a lot. That's true. I did get all the supplies I needed. I was going to say, I feel like <laughs> in your family of, you know, there are families that have overwhelming numbers of certain fields. Like there are some, not mine, for instance, absolutely no one in my family does the same <laughs> thing. But, um... Yours does really have, you guys have a lot of teachers. Heavy and, on the teachers. Yeah, heavy on the teacher side. Aunts, cousins, yeah. you know, and so. But I did, like, when you decided, I was like, wow, that's so great. And also, like, oh, my God. Like, it's not what <laughs> it's I would. It's a choice. It I is a choice. I don't know what I would have thought for you, Cheyenne, but I don't know that teacher. I actually don't really think that of Aubrey either, funny <laughs> enough, that I meet them and I'm like, well, okay. teacher's definitely not my end game, but I think it will teach me a lot. What's your end game? Um, and maybe something in counseling or okay. even in like writing curriculums or... Great. Ooh. Okay. But yeah, I think, and I don't know, at one point Aubrey said the same thing, so I don't know, but like I think you're both excellent I do too. It's funny that I it. think they would be both be great, and I think it, part of it is because it's not what I would have initially put them at and I, I think that's a good thing it is a whole separate Cheyenne let whole me tell you <laughs> I bet I, it would I, have to be I, I bet I, yes <laughs> I don't want to ask the next one because I feel like it will sound more of an attack from me so all right I would I'm, love for I, you to do I, I could take it I know but everybody else won't appreciate it so you're a white lady <laughs> see how it's what <laughs> Like I don't. She makes me ask the hard questions to not white people, so therefore that's she has true. I to think ask that's the, fair. She has to ask the hard questions it's to true. the full white people. I mean, I'm white. Let's be honest. I am, right, but I am. I'm you're just the less white, right? Like I'm a little bit. I'm very white. But, yeah. The whitest of white ladies. <laughs> nope, that's next no, to you. No, that's me. <laughs> so, um, so you know, and so obviously, like we talked about, like in this profession, it's like way overwhelmingly white ladies so do you do you feel that like when you're at work oh most definitely I don't know if you guys have seen that like on Facebook where it's like um name your first um black teacher or even black male teacher and I thought about it and I've literally never had yeah. a black teacher so my second I I or a male teacher, teacher until college Bledsoe, and she was my third grade teacher and she used to play don't worry be happy every day uh -huh. and she did pronounce ask ask and I would, I picked it up and my mom's like, that's just not how we pronunciate or pronounce ask in this house, <laughs> no matter what your third grade teacher does. But anyway, so I at least was, by, I mean, my preschool teachers, I had one Muslim and one black preschool teacher and then a 
couple white ladies. But you did grow up in a more I grew up in a different area. place. Yeah. I had and, no diversity in my education. Yeah. Interesting. I do. I, I mean, outside, because I went through all of my schooling, of course, in South Florida. So it's very different. Um, so does that inform how you teach, especially if you've got kids who are diverse? Most definitely, because they don't, I mean, in my school, I, it's mostly white women. Um, so they don't really get exposed to a lot of different cultures or people for that matter, especially when you're in elementary school. I mean, it's important to get that exposure um, at a young age. So, yeah, we were talking about, and we'll get into this, but because of the whole Uvalde thing, like now that I have a child, it it's like, it's not like a hypothetical, I mean, it's not, it wasn't a hypothetical problem anyway, but it's like now like a personal decision thing. And you know, my friend Ashley and I were talking about like starting like a homeschooling situation, but like I so desperately don't want, like, I don't want that because I want him to go and like, well, I think learn I, yeah, about my, things my, from people who are different than us and think differently than us and live differently than us and know things that we don't know. Public school definitely does. Even if you're in a mostly your same demographic is really helpful because you do get interaction with people yes. who really simply aren't like just like you in a lot of ways. Um, and, but yeah, how do you, I mean, so we're kind of jumping to a different, we, we can, I mean, we can jump ahead, I think, like with all this gun stuff. Well, I did want to ask, do you yeah. have any like male teacher friends or people who are... There are three, four male teachers in my whole school. Um, I don't know any of them personally. They're all very to themselves, which I think I would be too if I was the only the minority. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, as far as, as that goes, like males, people of color, different cultures, I think it's just super important to embed everything you can all over the place, like word problems, uh, stories, whatever you, what videos you pick, make sure to pick mm-hmm. not the white lady. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's the, what they're staring at my, all day and they're sick do, of it. My front door neighbor, by the way, is a teacher and he's male and he also is um, LGBTQ plus and in a married relationship. Like, Wonderful. You know? And so that was kind of like when he said he was a teacher, I was like, yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank goodness. Right. We have yes. a little bit, a little bit more uh, representation, at least in the like educational sphere, right? So it was a it was a good thing. We definitely need more males, but I understand why. Mm-hmm. They yeah, they're they all males. We have this problem with like big brothers, big sisters. A lot of men, gay men especially, don't want to. They think they can't be mentors because of all of the things that have been wrapped up, uh, not appropriately in with it though they're like you know because all of the like it's scary yeah gay men are all pedophiles well no that's that was the dialogue though in the 80s and 90s and it was like no guys that's that has nothing to do with well you have to consider too is like me touching a child's shoulder could be normal but a male doing that could be perceived as something totally different yeah not even just like gay men but men in general like men that like hang out with kids it's like why does that guy hang out with at least that's why i i'm like I'm gonna like. I'm not like actively seeking out kids, you know. Like sometimes I feel awkward being at the zoo by myself. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, this is maybe I shouldn't be wearing a Golden Girls tank top because somebody's gonna get the wrong idea with my mirrored aviators. Like this dude is just here. But that's I mean, not- it's yeah. Um, man, it's just so hard Thank to be a white. Mitch. man. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking. About. 
<laughs> well, I mean, with y'all trying to replace men and the gender of men, like I just, it's one of those things where we're, I mean, you know, it's yeah. replacement theory. By the way, teaching. Re- I was both joking and not joking about the yes. <laughs> I, I am joking. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, but I was going to say something and then when I, you say something. It is funny that this is the one field, right, that is not male dominated. That this Probably is that like nursing. Well, nursing. And in my head, it's like, I wonder if it's just because men will not put up with this shit. Like, Ooh, men do not it. say yes to all the things that women say yes to. They're like, oh, well, we're going to add this onto your plate. And women are more likely to say yes without a fight. And they're less likely to ask for more money. Well, and then That's it's, a it's good also a point. low, it's a low paying job. And when you think of like male dominated, low paying jobs that are kind of in the same bracket, it's like firefighters and policemen, right? Yes. But not firefighters, but, not in Miami. <laughs> they get paid a lot. Yes. Oh, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like teachers and firefighters yeah, and cops they have and nurses. About, we look at right. these positions as like the second tier. They should uh, be uh, they should be paid so much cuz they're heroes, but we don't pay them anything. But right. there's a power that comes with cops and firefighters that does not come with teaching. Well, right, because they I have, have like that outward hero. <laughs> they have that outward hero thing. Um people like tangibles. Yeah. Yes. When a guy runs into a, a burning building, they're like Yes, but when a teacher makes a difference in a kid that was going to kill themselves, and that never gets spoken about, that's not a tangible, right? But it happens. I mean, it's every very day. tangible, it, but it's not. Teachers yeah. probably save kids' lives by their influence. Seriously, despondent children. I had coaches that saved me. I had teachers that saved me that made me not feel like a piece of shit, and no one ever knew about it. But everybody knows if a cop or a firefighter saves somebody's life. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but teachers are literally doing it every single day, but because it's not tangible. I also think there's probably an element of, so in that documentary, Misrepresentation, um, it talks about, you know, how women or little girls stop thinking they want to be president because it's not something that they see. What you, what you can't see, you can't be here. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's something about that. And if all you're seeing are white lady teachers then maybe that also has something to do with it. Oh, know? yes, I agree. We definitely need a lot more diversity in the field. But So connected to that, how do you, and I'd be interested to know if you had any like training in dealing with diversity and gender and stuff in the classroom, but how do you deal with gender in the classroom? Um, well, in first grade, I there really isn't like, I don't want to say there's not a place for gender, but like when I walk in the room, I say, what's up party people? I don't really say boys and girls. And I mean, there's not, I mean, there's, definitely like verbiage you can use to avoid being specific to genders um i don't know i mean i have boys that play with barbies in my class i have all kinds of fun stuff but i mean with that age it's kind of have been my teacher i know it's kind of um it's really just depends on your class culture and and how you guys work as a family as a team whatever um uh, that just varies from teacher to teacher. So you would be like that anyway, I know. But is that something, like, did they talk about that and teach that? Yes, I have been taught to use certain language. Not necessarily in regard to gender, though. Okay. Okay. Well, I know I've seen stuff about, like, you know, not having, like, um, you know, you know, breakfast with dad or some of that. But, like, well, that still happens. But, yes. That oh. still happens. But, I mean, but, but it's up to the teacher's autonomy to know your class and say this is going to be something different or 
But like to to gear it more towards like an understanding that not everybody has a dad. Some people have two moms. Some people live with foster parents. Somebody I will say more more of my students don't have parents than yeah. do. Oh, well, that's, when, that's when, when Donnie and I go with our godchildren to donuts and dads or muffins with moms. We go together and 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 a lot of my girls that I coached would be in there and you know their parents are one of the sets of girls. Their mom was incarcerated, yeah. and I like. You know, I went actually and said, I told my kids I was going to go, like, go sit with them because I did really feel terrible that they're sitting here with all these moms around and their moms incarcerated and just, it broke my heart to think of. And, you know, it's the, they want to do something nice, but they just don't realize sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's hard. Like it, Mother's Day, thing. Father's Day, things like that. I just try to do something like a, a craft for your grown up, you know? Yeah. Great. Well, and I think like, so what else that makes me think of like, that is all so great. And I'm glad there's more of an awareness of that, but it is like a lot to layer onto additionally, like just being a teacher. There's so many layers. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility. And administrative like an stuff and like keeping them alive. And like, I remember when I was in kindergarten, I got in trouble for not coming in with my class, but I didn't do it intentionally. I was just like in... She was in Renland. I was in Renland. That's what my family called it. Uh, (laughs) And I got got put in timeout for it. Like, but like, poor baby Ren. Yeah, but they should have counted me, right? But like, you got to count the kids and you got to make sure they're not. That's all I do is count kids. Yeah. Like, like, I would have been seriously irritated with that. Me not coming in? Like, yeah, like floating around in La La Land. My kids that were like that, I'm like coaching it's but like, that's the one you find first i'm like right Rin, Where, you're lining <laughs> up in five minutes exactly get over it. it it's like start you need to start moving because you move slower than everyone else come on come on yep you got to go first because if you're not first you're literally last <laughs> you're forgotten <laughs> um so um what surprised you at being a teacher you don't like kids anymore so many things (laughs) that you thought you like kids but you were wrong you know (laughs) you know (laughs) no um do you have to wipe butts no i'm not that's out of my nope she's in first grade they can wipe their i have first grade i have we'll not discuss things that i've done but (laughs) (laughs) oh me neither yeah um what surprised me honestly would be I think the amount of like administrative work, like I knew that there was a lot of extra work, but wow. Really? Like some, some days I feel like I'm not even a teacher. Like I signed up to teach content to kids and so much of my day is just administrative bullshit. And you wouldn't, even with like growing up with our aunts and being around Aubrey, like I, you wouldn't know. No, that. it's like I had no idea what to expect until it happens. Nobody yeah. talks about that ugly stuff, but that, no. I find that frustration in a lot stuff? of jobs. Yeah. I well, have like I stuff like that too and you know, we all do, like, with the stuff, we're like, look, this is nothing like what I'm supposed to be doing. Or right, what something I that they I'd should pay doing. somebody else to be doing right. as I teach. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to leave my students to go input these numbers and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, like, this no. is a waste of time. Right. It's constant. It's all the time. It's everything. So what is the best stuff? And keep in mind, I'm also going to ask you what the worst stuff is. So if you feel like you want to answer the worst stuff first, you're welcome to do that. <laughs> Let's start with the best. Um, okay. <laughs> I think this goes back to what Katrina was talking about. I'm um, like, like saving those, those, those little kids that really have nobody. Um, those kids that have never been really hugged at home. Those kids that There's a lot just of really need a person to yeah. trust yeah. a safe place to be crazy. 
I mean, my crazy kids are my favorite kids because you know that that there's a reason for it. Yeah, they they need that structure. They need love. Um, And just the things that kids say. Oh, my God. I love that. Like, So I don't know if you remember this. I know you do, actually. When we were kids. Hold on. Shane, would you say kids say the darndest things? (laughs) Kids do say the darndest things. But I remember when we were little, like Aunt Karen every year would have a kid that like we all knew the name of the kid because they were, and like you had a kid this year, I know the name of the kid. You know what I mean? Like we'll call them Sarah. Yeah. That's not their name. (laughs) Nope. Sarah Smith. But there's always one that's like a challenge, but also like your personal glory to have lived through and helped. It's like the kid that I wish was absent every day. But then, <laughs> like, if they were, I'm upset. Because it's, it's such a, like... It's, they it's, drive me crazy, but I love them you so kinda, much. Well, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, it, that's another thing that did surprise me, is, like, exactly how attached I would be to some kids. I mean, all kids, really, but... No, there are those, those, there are those kids, kids that really get you for whatever like reason. Like, at the beginning of the year, you're like, this is going to be terrible, and come December, you're like... It's your second Man. kid. You're yeah. your kid now. Yeah. And then you get sad they're going to leave you, right? Yeah. So then what's the worst stuff? <clears throat> um, probably just the things that I see in families and lack thereof and just what kids go through these days. I think that um, my generation, like people that are parents now, um, like definitely all opioided out. Opioided out? Yeah. You know, um, so I'm seeing a lot of that, and it's just, it's very sad. I don't know. There's so many parents that are not there. Yeah, that's that's difficult. I, I like I knew that would happen, but the amount I see of it is just. It's, very it's sad. easy to have the benefit of the doubt that parents actually care about their children, but you find out very quickly that a lot of them don't, and that the children are a burden. I was going to college to become a history teacher for high school, and I stopped because I started working at Lakeshore, the Mental Health Institute, and then I transferred to Tennessee School for the Deaf, and I was working there with kids, and it was like half, I would say at least half of the parents didn't even know sign language, did not even take the time to learn sign language to communicate with their children when they were not at the residential school. To meet their basic needs. Right. And then I I had that epiphany about teaching where I'm like, if this kid turns out to be an asshole or an idiot, it's not that the kid is an asshole. It's not that the parent is doing something. It's my fault. And I'm going to have to have those confrontations with the parents because the parents aren't going to want to accept blame. They're going to want to assign it. And they're going to assign it to me. Yeah. If you could even reach them. Yes. <laughs> right. If they have a phone. How, how much of, so, you know, there's that like cultural story of how now like parents are against teachers and always believe their kids and don't want to deal with their kids. How much of that do we feel like? Well, I, I think that has a lot to do with what your school as well. Like if I were to teach at um, Farragut. Or like, you know, a a high income school, I might deal a lot more with that. But at a lower income school, um, most parents are really like, that's my favorite part of my school is the families, the community. Um, Most families and parents are very supportive of me. Um, I mean, it's just my first year, so I'm sure I'm going to get. No, but that is nice because you do get into where you've got, so I do find that 
everybody who I know that teaches, and so my, my best friend and my sister-in-law, both teachers, they either have parents who are helicopter parents or they have the parents that are not existent, and it's like neither are good. And you do, I think, depending on where you're at and what your demographic is, that yes. you can get one, the other, sometimes both. You've got a little bit of a weird mix in certain areas here. Yes, it's definitely like a, a trade-off yeah. teaching at like a lower-income school. Well, you um, are, you're doing more good there. Just yeah. Well, I mean, be, I'd rather not deal with parents, honestly. That's right. But it'll be harder. <laughs> so. Those kids are going to be harder, but that's where you're really going to make a difference. Right. And, you know, they need you. So, uh, into, or continuing into uh, less fun things. Um, so, obviously, we had Uvalde yes. uh, recently. Um, when this comes out, we'll have already released an episode where we talk about that. You know, just us sitting around talking about our opinions, none of us having... Any. To be teachers or be in school. That's right. Uh, but I noticed you didn't register for any like ballistic like guard blankets, which I hear are a thing now when you registered for your classroom stuff. But I, yeah, I heard there's blankets that can stop bullets. You know, I've also heard there's a cloak that of makes you invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to register for one of those. Well, I think you probably need a whole bunch of them like yeah. for all the kids in your classroom. I too. need 20. So, I mean, I don't, it's probably a really so it's not, not good yeah. time to I mean, laugh. We're making but, light over, I mean. But like, it's it's ludicrous that there are bulletproof backpacks. It's ludicrous that like, I, I think it was a lady on Fox News was talking about like, well, we just need to get these blankets. Well, what's ludicrous is the fact that every morning when you go to school, that needs to be on your mind. You're supposed to be there to not do the admin shit, well, not I, worry about kids getting killed or yourself it's and just, just teach. School of all places, I mean... It doesn't matter how many times it happens. Like, I will never, I don't know. I can't comprehend it. Yeah. I cannot. Do you have to are, do those drills? Are there drills? Yes. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I don't like to necessarily talk about the drills because I don't want people to know. No, you should No, not. no, no, yeah, no, no, we, no, no, no. No, but you do? do drills and, and you know how to handle it, obviously, right. should it happen. I think you would know how to handle it anyway. I feel like your instinct <sighs> is really strong. I mean, I, but anybody, like, it doesn't matter who you are, like... It well, just takes a matter of seconds. That's right. That's right. It's, I just, I, I would just say, I if I had say. a child in school, I'd love it if you were their teacher. Yeah. Because I know that you can handle stuff under pressure. Oh, yeah. And I know that my kid would be as safe as my kid could possibly be, should there be any kind of emergency. I think that goes for most so. people. You're kind of surprised at how prepared you are until it happens. Like, you don't think you can handle it. And then when you're yeah. under pressure, it just like, you do. Yeah, but your, your body reacts. People. You are somebody who I would. Yeah, <laughs> but you're, there are people I've met and there are teachers I've met. And I mean, I mean, like my sister-in-law, I also would very much appreciate if she was my yes. kid's teacher or, you know. You're good so, in the bad situation. I do pretty well under like, pressure. I, yeah. yeah, you're a good pressure person, which is terrible and terrifying. But right. is this, how often do you think about this? Is it like... Honestly, like I don't think about it a lot until I, I might see like an adult around the building. Like okay. it could be anybody. It could be just it a parent be. coming to lunch, but like that's... that's right. Like, you're, I see an adult that I don't know, and I'm like, well, alert. yeah. Um, and just, like, if I see a door propped open with something, you know, yeah. anything small like that is going to trigger me. Is it a big school? Uh, no, it's okay. not huge. You just, you're just a regular, uh, what is it, uh, first through fifth grade? Yeah, uh, kinder, or pre-K through first. Okay. Or, nope, pre-K through fifth. Okay. Pre-K through fifth. <laughs> yes. Okay, I mean, just getting an idea. Of, so there's probably, like... like there's probably about six classes per grade. I mean, it's not, yeah, so it's not talking, small. I mean, yeah, you're talking about, I mean, we're not talking about like 
Columbine where it was the kids that went to the school. I mean, hopefully, th- I hope we don't get to a point where we're in a K through five. Right. Where one of those kids is coming in. But five, the fifth graders you, can get... You never know. You don't know. Um, well, and, and things are changing rapidly, like with with sexual things and sure. just, just their... Kids hang out with older kids. Kids yeah, watch they have older siblings. Video, they, uh, yeah, you know, sure. I'm not going to blame video games, but you know, they're very exposed at very young ages now, especially with more parents being checked out, and some of those checked out parents have guns. So you never know yeah. if a kid could, you yeah. know, see something. Well, and come in and yeah, do it. But it's like, yeah, yeah. Why did you do this again? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. To. You're wonderful. Someone so, because I like summers. <laughs> Right, that's why everybody gets into Smarty teaching. Pants. Exactly, yeah. um, it's the life of luxury. So, yeah, so let's recap. Um, underpaid um, <laughs> has to do a bunch of shit that's not her job. In danger, about getting shot. overwhelmed. Um, has parents that are not present. Okay, mm-hmm. check, check. Some check. kids wipe Fucking really gross things all over. Terrible. Places, yeah, yeah you, get like, <laughs> you get like boogers on your like skirt or shirt. Really, oh, yeah. and. Yeah, they they cough with their mouth open. Yeah, and they're disgusting. I love them. I also coach, and I coached some pretty kids that didn't have a whole lot of. I had it was really weird because I coached in Oak Ridge, and my kids, and that's what I was talking about with the demographic stuff. I have kids that are from incredibly wealthy families, and then parent kids with like zero or only one parent, and have they were born in AS. They were, you know, they had a lot of problems and those kids all played together and it was really important that they did. Oh, for um, sure. Yes. But it was like, man, those little kids that I wasn't sure had bathed and well, my yeah. sister-in-law in high school got a hug from a student and goes, watch me get lice and then got lice and brought lice home to the family. Yep. That, like lice spreads like wildfire. She was school, in high tell school. Oh, she whew. was a high school teacher. That's not something you think of in high school. No, it's like, not. That is an elementary school situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm mostly situation. concerned day to day about like, lice and bed bugs. Yeah, like which is that actually makes me happy a little bit, right? So you're daily you're not worried daily that you're going to be killed. No, I'm yeah. mostly like um, hmm I hope these backpacks are lice. awful close. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's hair is in my hair. Yeah, and I'm going to put my purse in this locked drawer so hopefully it, you know, with a bug bomb. <laughs> yep. That, kids that are does, gross. Yeah, kids are so gross. And you have one, so it's not like Sure do. Yeah. So how do you now that you're this is off the Rin did not condone this question but now that you're both a t- you're a teacher and a parent yes ma'am change anything yes Just- in a lot of ways um I th- I thought it would make life easier mm-hmm. to be a teacher and a parent because like the mimic schedule and mm-hmm. being in the same building but I don't know that it's easier <laughs> it's yeah. convenient sure. but um I do worry I just I I think every parent feels guilty about everything, mm-hmm. but um, I do always worry if if my daughter is jealous of of how much love I show to the other kids, to the students, and sure. well, and if her teachers like doing a good job teaching her well. That, well, I don't necess- I, mean, I, I don't really worry about her teachers, yeah. but I do worry about um, you know she's the staff kid, so it's right. like it's like, like she's different. stigmatized. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. No, her friends. Just I mean, little it's a things. Lot. There's a yes. lot on it, right? Like, do her friends? It's oh, you're you know her daughter, and you know, yeah. it's yeah, it's an not not big complaints, no, but, but okay. it is different. Okay, that's I'm just curious. It that. is very nice though. It is very nice that she's close by. So if there yeah. were ever something bad going on, well, that is another thing that I've thought about a lot with shootings and stuff like that. I have to sit there and decide. Do I protect my 20 kids? kids or my child that's 
far, far away. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I have to protect my kids, you have to, my students. Yes, you have to put faith in her teacher. Uh, and um, Which is what we all do, right? If you send your kid to school, you've put faith in their teacher. But yeah, you're in the same I mean, I've thought about every scenario ever. Like, yeah. what if there's a person in her hallway? Right. And, like, I, there's nothing. I don't. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. No, it's. I yeah. think about that so often. God. Oh, I'm sorry. Because, yeah, because with the Uvalde, you know, there were parents that were getting tased because they were trying to go in the building, and then some of them yeah. actually were able to break through and go in and get their kids. But, yeah, you wouldn't yeah, have. Yeah, that means that 20 other kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just And also like like I teach first grade. So like first graders don't know how to be quiet. Right. It doesn't matter if you tell right. them this is dire. Like they're like hee 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 in the corner. It's yeah. it's scary. Like right. it, Yeah. I right. try to put the fear in them, but like I also right. don't want to. Right, because you don't like, want to I don't want to it's it's just terrible. It's really lose lose. Yeah, where do you where do you draw the line between traumatizing them? Yeah, like do I traumatize you yeah. during a drill or uh, yeah, it's well Lots yeah. of things to consider. Never, we hope this never, ever happens. Of course. Like, obviously, and it's never a thing that is even an option. So There's Something that's know. terrible, but maybe less scary. Because, um, you know, Shane has talked about, um, you know, we've talked about sending Cormoran to private school, which I am super... Oh, I already talked to Shane about that the other day. Oh, good. <laughs> How'd like, that go? Listen here, buddy. I was super against it until... There were other things, and like some, one of my friends was super against it, and then his daughter was having a lot of problems. Well, there's, and there's, so, it's there's, very situational. It, it's very yeah, situational, yeah, yeah. and you know, but you do have smaller classrooms most of right. the time. You've got there's a lot of reasons but why. But there's less regulation on what they're being. I just, taught. I mean, That's I don't. True. There's a lot that but, I want to say, but I don't want to poop on private schools so hard. Well, uh, <laughs> you're not in it. So. To me, the bigger <laughs> problem is charter schools who are getting their money from the public education system I, I rather than private schools. Yes. Uh, so I don't know if you know anything about educational vouchers. Do Not, you? Uh, just a little bit. So basically it's like where kids can qualify for a voucher to go to a go private to a school. school or, but yeah. where is that money coming from? Right. From public education. Yes. Yeah, so Which I don't is know. already underfunded and under like... Considered correct. And it's I mean not. I'm not saying private schools are all bad, but there are definitely private schools that the teachers that are there are there because they couldn't cut it in public school. Okay. Well, um, they also- get they might get paid much less. They might get treated very poorly. Right. Um, they might be very unhappy at their job because they don't have the safety net of public education. Well, there's also you know they don't have to take kids with disabilities or no. the idea that someone would get paid less than you get paid is so atrocious well, that's to me. What, people always like, think, people always assume, yeah. oh, private school, they must make good money. No, that's not necessarily. Mostly, usually yeah. not the case. There are some schools that do pay more, but but they can pay you whatever they want. They can pay you an hourly right. rate, of, rate of $9 an hour if they want to. They also have yeah. sometimes weird qualifications or requirements for their teachers. Like, yes. you can't drink in public. You can't live with someone of the opposite gender unless yes. you're married to them. Like... So you can, okay, I can't. Uh, you just have to consider like the happiness of your child's teacher and the qualifications of your child's teacher. And um, there was another point I had about private schools, but I forgot it. But I do think like, so the situation you were talking about, I totally get it. Like there are definitely situations where I think And you necessary. know the situation I'm talking yes. about and why it was so important. But I don't think money from public education should be funneled. Well, no, I never so ever. Either. I, I agree with never. that 100%. If I choose to put my child in private school that's what my tuition's paying for it shouldn't also be 
Yeah, and it's also good to be super aware of who is funding that private school because they can be very much in charge of what is taught in that private school. Sure. And that's what, that was Taryn's point, saying, yeah, are they going to be heavy on certain religion or, and a lot of them are, listen, we're not saying anything that's like a trade secret. A lot of private schools oh, yeah. are religious-based. Well, that's why a lot of kids go to private schools is because they're religious-based. Right. There's so, nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with no, that. No, I don't find anything inherently wrong as long as you subscribe to that. I mean, as long as you're aware, okay with it. Oh, listen, when you like, like I've had in Miami, Jewish kids go to freaking Catholic schools all the time. You don't, I mean, it's because that's the private school. That's the best that's closest to their house. You don't have, you know, yeah. Sometimes you choose it for reasons that are outside of sacrifice certain things. Right. I do think generally like kids learning science is a good thing. Generally, like evolution yes. and facts and, well, and stuff. Some, a lot of the Christian-based ones do. I don't want to knock them too bad. I mean, they teach a proper science class. Yes. It's that's not, what, I've never been in a private school, so I, but I they can't don't say have about to. It, no, they don't have... Well, that's right. And we're talking about just the regulation of what is taught, what's being required to taught, and all of that. Well, um, what else do we have for Shine Shannon? Just really thank you that's for it. doing that. Um, I think that we don't invest enough in children. I and agree entirely. I, in all the I, ways. In all the ways. Every and way. I think what you're doing is the Lord's work. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, the Lord really, that you don't really No, but really. Like, I don't mean that really in the true sense. I mean it in like the grand. <laughs> I'm with you, sister. But you, you being in there is important. And, and the fact that you're distinctly kind of not a teachery kind of person. That's what everybody is shocked that I am a teacher. I love that. I love <laughs> that so much because I think that that's, you will, because you can appreciate and see them on a different level. Oh, yes. I, not just a I little, identify like, with those little boogers. Yeah, you're, you're not like <laughs> a little school marmy, you know, I, I don't cross the street on Sundays. I walk in, I'm like, what's up, homies? Right, exactly. <laughs> and that is, I think, you know, one day some kid will be interviewed and say, who's my favorite teacher? And they're going to say you. I will say I did get a why the other day. I had a parent uh, text me and her son um, just had a horrible day at summer school, was like had to leave early, it was so bad, and he was crying in the car. He said, I just wish I was at Miss Gage's class. Oh and I was like, there's my why right there. That's it. Well, and we... I, yep, that is, we, uh, that's, a, that's right. We went out, I don't remember why we were out, it was, our other cousin was in town, I think that was the only reason, but we went to this Mexican restaurant, and oh, I was in gosh. the bathroom, we'd already had too many margaritas, <laughs> and... There's Ren this girl. Half a one is what that means. <laughs> they had Cheyenne seen, was on her fifth. Yeah. They had seen Cheyenne outside, and it was a mom and this kid in the bathroom with me. And I was in the stall. And they were like, I saw Miss Gage. I didn't get to give her her present because she wasn't there. And now I, I want to give her her present. And I don't, I like her so much. <laughs> And that I just have amazing. to find her. I was I came, lit. <laughs> I came out of the stall and I was, and the mom of course was like, well, we will find her. I know we love Miss Gage. We'll find her. And I, I was like, well, Miss Gage is my cousin and she wasn't at, she wasn't at school because she was graduating and we're all really proud of her. And um, we're in the bar area. So we're getting drunk. <laughs> Please send your first grader to her over here. Drunk at the bar, (laughs) and they. It's like my first time meeting her parents. Amazing. (laughs) Turns out she gave me um, some alcohol for a parting gift. So she knew. See, she knew. She saw me. She saw me. Amazing. Yeah. So it was no surprise you were in a bar to her, obviously, and it was fine. See, but that is a huge compliment when somebody talks behind your back nicely. I know. Oh my God. My heart was just like, I mean, blowing. damn, that's so a pretty good intense. compliment right there. And I am so proud because you went back to school. You got through it all with also having a kid. 
Um, it's been a nightmare. Yeah. Yes, but I don't. I don't know that I've yeah, ever been proud of anyone. We're going to have you. Cheyenne on again on another subject, but yeah, I mean Cheyenne does <laughs> vastly this different subjects as a mom, you know, of a young child, and you know, this is not nothing. So your accomplishment is great, and we're all very proud of you. Oh, um, thank you guys. And especially when we hear people talking good shit about you in a bathroom stall is know, like right? kind of amazing, <laughs> actually. You know, I at mean, the like at our official Mexican restaurant, like Palantras. truly yeah. amazing. And so <laughs> I, I think you you could roll with that. For for some time. <laughs> it does give me lies. Just remember those. When somebody tells you you're shitty or something, be like, well, you know, that one kid in the bathroom liked me. That one kid like, in the that bathroom. one kid was talking shit good about me. And, and the other is summer school kid. She loved me through my drunkenness. Yep. <laughs> was there anything else you want people to know about teaching? Don't do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, Please do it. And also give them like a lovely gift at the end of the year, maybe. Yeah. Um, we don't, we don't want coffee money. mugs. No, give them money. Give us money. Just give them money. Or send... Give Kroger. I mean, something. Send in some crayons. That's fine, too. Yeah. Give them school supplies. Practical. Maybe ask your teacher Practical. what they need in their classroom. That would be helpful. So They helpful. have to buy it themselves. I think none of you know that. A I've lot of spent stuff, hundreds in my first year of teaching. A lot of, your, a lot of the stuff that they get for the classroom, they buy. Um, so... That's try so to, terrible. Try to ask them what they need for their classroom or what would bring them joy for their classroom. So I hear then, apples you know. and coffee mugs. Right. <laughs> apples and coffee mugs. Yes. And so uh, pencil pouches. Money, Love those. Money <laughs> and maybe, you know, help, help them decorate their just, classroom or something. I don't like, know. Do something. Drop off a coffee at lunchtime. Right. Like bring them coffee. Bring them there lunch or something. I don't know. Bring them a meal to take home. Do something lovely. Starbucks Here. gift card. Yeah. Like, Most importantly, be involved in your child's education, please. <sighs> It's a pretty low, that's a pretty low thing you've asked You for. would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, I guess we can call it a wrap. I don't know if you remember our tagline, Cheyenne, but we definitely didn't tell it to you before we started recording, so. I love that. No. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something. Well, so find us on our website, thatotherfword.com. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram at thatotherfwordpod. You can email us at thatotherfword at gmail.com. And most importantly, remember, feminism isn't a bad word. Feminism isn't a bad word. (laughs) Buy your teachers good shit.